I called him and I told him who I was and I said, you know, her name. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's who I am. And I mean, he didn't try to act like that wasn't him. And um, he just told me a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of the things he told me was, oh, we had another kid together. He didn't say how old or even if it was boy or girl, but he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, but I didn't tell him that I knew. Who am I? 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 This is Who Am I Really? A podcast about adoptees that have located and connected with their biological family members. I'm Damon Davis, and on today's show is Jenny. In Ohio, where Jenny lives... The law changed recently, allowing her to access her original birth certificate. That meant, after years of research with no information, she was able to finally track down her family. She connected with them on Facebook and just introduced herself out of the blue. But it turned out she wasn't the only one to return to the family. In the end, Jenny made family connections she's excited about, and she's looking forward to getting to know them all more. Here's Jenny's story. Jenny says she has a great family, referring to her adoptive family. Interestingly, her parents didn't think they could have children, so they adopted. Her parents conceived her younger sister naturally thereafter. I asked Jenny about her feelings as an older adopted sibling growing up. Did you guys, you and your sister, talk about your adoption at all? Maybe when you got older or anything like that, when you could sort of have more logical conversation about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, she knew that she always knew I wanted to search. Um, in Ohio, they just changed the law where I could get my original birth certificate. So growing up, I knew I was wasn't going to get it, um, and because that just changed like two years ago. Right. So um, I knew I'd have to like hire someone or do something or, you know, to be able to find them, unless unless they would join a mutual consent, which they never did. So you, like a registry, or, yeah, registry or some other online resource. I got you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. did I hear you say you you always wanted to search? Oh yeah, it's all through. I've reread my journals from when I was a kid. It's all it's all in there. I wanted to find her. I thought about her all the time. Really? What kinds of things did you write in your journal from when you were a kid? When and when, well, first of all, when did you start journaling? And and what kinds of things was, did you write in your journal as a kid? I was probably ten. When mm-hmm. I started writing it like every day and I probably did it for 10 years every day. Wow. I would just think about it. Um, think about her. I didn't really think about my birth father, but I would just think about her. Like what's her life like? What's she like? And is she okay? Mm-hmm. Is she going to find me? <laughs> those were the, those are the themes. That's interesting. You were concerned about her as much as I'm, she was probably concerned about you, huh? Yeah. Did yeah. you did you explicitly write any fantasies? I mean, ten years old is a pretty young age. You're still fairly imaginative at that time. Did you, as you re- read back through your journals, did you find any like real fantasies about meeting her or who she might be or anything like that in your own writing? I think I just pictured her like my mom, except younger <laughs> and with more kids. I don't know why, but I always thought she would have. Oh, really? You thought you had a bunch of siblings, huh? <laughs> Younger than me, yeah, but then I found out I had one older. That's fascinating, and it's actually a little bit of a hidden testament to your own mother because 
if all you could imagine in a mother was your mother, that's that's pretty cool that that she you know was so impactful on your life and such a loving mother that that was all you could envision was just a younger version of her. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I asked Jenny how she began her search. She said she read voraciously about adoption, but the idea to use the birth index, a running record of infant births, didn't occur to her until she was older. Jenny had gotten her non-identifying information when she was 18, indicating her birth mother had a younger sister and giving her additional information confirming her birth had happened in the area where she lived. I read from like 16 to 18, once I could drive, I read every book at the library about closed private non-family adoption. And so a lot of those were about, some of them were about reunion, some of them were about searching. But then I kind of stopped. I didn't, I never read The Primal Wound until just recently. So I wish I would have read that, but I had stopped reading all, all the adoption stuff by then. But um, I got the idea to go to the, to the birth index when I was about 27. And because that is, you know, and anytime a baby's born, you know, they just record it right then in, in an index. So it wouldn't have been, um, it would have had her name at the time. So um, I found the last name in a birth index in the county I was born in the, in the university library. And wow. from that, I just would search online or just search for that name. But um, she actually had come to Ohio to have me, and then she went back to where she was from. So she, I knew she wasn't, like, in Ohio. So I wasn't going to find her there, but I thought I could probably find her grandparents or something like that. Um, but then um, in 2011, that's when I found her father's obituary. So I just could connect all the dots that, oh, that was her, and then I got her name, her married name and first name. Wow. So that's how. And then once once that happened, I found her on Facebook. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. What did, what, did so you, that was, yeah. what did you think when you found her father's obituary? This is your grandfather. What did it what, what went through your mind at that moment there? Well, I didn't I had been searching on legacy for that last name and it's not like he had just died when I found it because mm-hmm. even though I'd been searching for a long time, it just happened to pop up and he had died like a few years before that. No, I mean, it, I was you know, glad that I finally found something that I could use. To, mm-hmm. I mean, but it was, I mean, it was weird to see the, the names then, their first names, because I only ever knew the last name mm-hmm. from the index. Yeah, yeah, I bet that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. there's that moment when, when the person goes from fantasy to very real, when you can actually see their first name, you can see their last name, and they you, like, attach an identity to a real person, you know, it's a funny feeling that you get. Jenny sent her mother a message on Facebook, but she never replied. But even without a reply, she could see pictures in her mother's public profile. And there were even old pictures of her mother posted, allowing Jenny a glimpse into the past. Jenny let her search rest there until 2017, when policy changes afforded her the opportunities to have her search advanced. And the curiosity about her birth father's identity began to grow. Two years ago, you know, all the adoption stuff came back in the news because they changed the law. So I was able to get my certificate and, you know, the name was right. I was right about who it was. So, um, but the the birth father's name wasn't on there. And, and I really, you know, hadn't really thought about him much because I kind of figured even if she had kept me, I wouldn't have known him. I mean, because they didn't stay together. So Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like once I knew who she was, well, I'm just like other people that don't know one parent for whatever reason. 
But then it started bothering me more and more. And then when I got the certificate, there was no name. So I went back to the agency and I told them, I said, hey, I know, I know who she is. I want to know his name, but they wouldn't give it to me. I figured it was in the file just because, you know, I had all this non-identifying information. And it's not like she didn't know who he was, you know, just from the story that was there. Mm-hmm. So then I, I messaged her again mm-hmm. and she didn't, she didn't respond. So I don't know if she got it or not. So then I was like, well, as more time goes on, I might never be able to figure it out. So, um, so then I messaged her sister on Facebook and I just, told her who I was. I was up late one night feeling sorry for myself and I sent her a message. <laughs> I didn't get a response back right away. Um, and I just kind of put it out of my mind. And then four days later, I get a response on Facebook and she says she just got the message. Of course, it was a day when I was my I couldn't charge my phone. I was out all day, and then and then and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take my daughter home. I'm gonna just go sit in the parking lot because I was early to pick up the other kids. So that must have been and, so crazy to know <laughs> you had a message from her and right. not be able to read. It must have been like torture. Right. Her aunt messaged her back after some introductory comments. Jenny got to the point of her outreach. She was looking for more information. She said, because in my message, I basically just said, I want, I want his name and I want my medical information. That's basically what I said. That was basically what I wanted. And she said, well, she said she didn't know his name. And, um, and she passed the message on. And, and then I gave her my email and cell phone just so that they could communicate with me easier. So right. then it was probably a few weeks later, she, my birth mom sent me an email. And then that was the first time I'd ever communicated with her. So you've introduced yourself to your aunt. You've been waiting for your biological mother to reply right, to you. Right. You got nothing back. You felt sorry for yourself one night. You said, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna text her sister and just bam, I'm gonna introduce myself and kick down the family door. Now right. you've you've introduced yourself. Four days later, she writes back. Did she say anything like, Oh my god, I had no idea you existed or you know, I spoke with your mother and any what did she say? She said that um, that my birth mom didn't get those messages I sent her. Oh, wow. That's too bad. But she didn't know about me either. She didn't know that I was out there. Oh, somewhere. she admitted that too? Wow. I think she told me that. She may have told me later that she didn't know about me. She may not have said that right away. There was lots of texting and messaging happening. Her birth mother gave Jenny her birth father's information and a whole lot more. My birth mom, she gave me his name, but I didn't really do anything with that. I didn't. I mean, I searched, but... At the time, I didn't even really know what city I should be searching in. Right. I mean, I knew where she lived now, but I didn't know that for sure. I didn't really have anything to prove that that's where they met. So, but then I found out that, you know, the right city. Um, and I found him right away. He was just in the phone book. It was very um, easy. Yeah, that was easy. Um, but so I talked to my aunt and then um, probably after the original contacts, that's when I found out that that uh, my birth mom had another child before me that that was also a place for adoption wow so you you were right about the siblings then so right, yeah well yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about that first conversation with your aunt what do you remember from that i know you've probably you on know, the learned, on the phone yeah um she just told me about her family about the family and stuff and about her parents mm-hmm. and did you guys talk yeah. about your biological mother at all did she tell you a little bit about her no not too much i mean just that she didn't know about me so she kept so, it between you guys. Yeah. Let's jump to um, finally getting in touch with your biological mom. So you said she messaged you back. She had not received your prior messages. So she gave me his name and just told me a few things. That was really it. And then I responded. And and um, and then it was maybe a few weeks later when I got an email from my sister. 
and she said um, that she had just found out about me. And is and, this um, your older sister who had also been put up for adoption? Yeah, but she had reunited with them uh, over 20 years ago. Wow, is that right? Yeah, but they, um, my, they, she wasn't told about me. She would have found me if they had told her because I was on all those registries. Why do you, and why didn't they would, tell her? I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought I didn't want to be found. I don't know. That's really interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought that they would get a, you know, Ohio's like, it was like mutual consent, but where she was from, she just had to go to the agency and then they did the contact. There didn't have to be something else in the file. Like we want contact. Right. They just called and said, do you want to meet this meter? And they said, yes, but that Ohio doesn't work that way. They weren't going to call or anything. That so, is really um, but fascinating. No. <laughs> Jenny had been in touch with her birth mother by phone. Then they decided to FaceTime one another. But by the time Jenny had reviewed her mother's description from her non-identifying information and perused historical pictures of her on Facebook, Jenny was already looking at a familiar face. We just talked a little bit about like just kind of current things like my kids and mm -hmm. things like that. Like I didn't quiz her about the past or anything like that. Like did you, what happened or, did you or anything like that. Did you scan her face looking for bits of your own? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But by then, I had seen more photos online. So, I, I mean, I could, you know, I already knew, like, what she looked like and things like that. And what did you see? Oh, I mean, we, I think we look alike. Even from my non-identifying that I got when I was 18, I mean, that was, I almost didn't believe it when I got it because we have the same hair color, eye color, same height, same weight. Really? That was, I really, yeah, when I got that, I was like, it just sounded made up. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, yeah. how would someone make this up? They'd have to, like, follow me around. And yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's creepy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Back then, it's not like they could have seen me online or anything. Jenny's sister didn't know Jenny existed until her aunt and birth mother told her. Her sister emailed her immediately to get in touch. Before we, we did that, the FaceTime thing, I, I reached out. Once I found out about my sister, then I was kind of motivated to call our dad. Mm -hmm. So I did that. So, so before <laughs> so I just you get, called him. <laughs> so before you get to your dad, you said you talked to your mom, and then you talked to uh -huh. your sister. She reached out to you. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, uh, yeah. She, she was. She was the first person that told me that. I mean, no one else. My aunt or my birth mom didn't tell me about her. So she emailed me. She just emailed you randomly. You didn't even know she existed. No. Whoa. <laughs> really. Yeah, that, that's kind of bizarre because they're both in touch with her. So why wouldn't they say, "Hey, there's somebody else who would who's probably"? Well, they, I mean, they did. They they gave her my email. I mean, they told her about me, but it was like right then when I, you know, and then she emailed me right away when she found out about me. That's unbelievable! Wow, mm -hmm. wow. So how was your connection with her? It was great. Yeah, I mean, it was just like because we're so far away that I couldn't just see her right away. Mm -hmm. Like meet her. Yeah. So um. We would email and we talked on the phone a couple of times. And then I just said, um, I want to come out there and meet you. Jenny made the trip to the West Coast for a four day visit. She had never really left Ohio and had never left her children. So this was a big event in every way. I asked her how it all went and what kinds of things they did together. Like touristy stuff. She took me to all kinds of places and mm -hmm. it was great. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How did you and then my aunt came up. She came up for a day to see us, too. Oh, that's awesome. So the three yeah. of you got to hang out together. Yes. Yeah. That, that must that have cool. been cool. 
Was it? Yeah. Did, were there tears? Were you laughing? What kinds of what kind of reunion? No, no, I, no. I didn't cry at all. No, which I, uh, not until I left <laughs> when really? it was over. How come but, you um, cried when you left? Just because I missed them, <laughs> and I knew I wasn't going to see them for a while. Yeah. That's that's really spectacular that your aunt was able to come up too and spend some time with you guys. Oh yeah, I mean she's only like ten years older than me, so that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, so you guys are in close yeah. proximity in terms of age. That's great. Yeah. Of course, I was curious about Jenny's contact with her birth father. Her sister had never attempted to contact him. When Jenny did make contact, he was ready to know her, but he didn't want to revisit the past. And if she had, he would have told her about me, too, because that's one of the first things he told me. He said, oh, we had another kid together. <laughs> Interesting. So he came yeah, out right out with it. Uh, he, he was very, um, he just, I called him and I told him who I was and I said, you know, her name. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's who I am. And I mean, he didn't try to act like that wasn't him. And um, he just told me a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that that was one of the things he told me was, oh, we had another kid together. He didn't say how old or even if it was boy or girl, but he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, but I didn't tell him I knew already. Like, oh, because I didn't want to tell him that because mm-hmm. I didn't want to answer a bunch of questions about her, you know. Yeah, right, right. And then we emailed a few times. He's not in contact with his kids that he raised. So it's kind of not a good situation as far as um like what happened in his life. I think he's fine now, mm-hmm. but but um, but he doesn't talk to them at all. So did he fall on hard times, or did they have some other sort of major some trauma? kind of so, some kind of problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who did you when you can, you've now spoken at least with all of these folks, and you Facetimed with some? Who did you just feel like an instant rapport with? That tends to be something that happens with adoptees is. They they connect with somebody in the biological family, and a lot of times there's there's an instant connection. Did you feel that with anybody? I don't know about instant. I think I was just so probably nervous about everything. I mean, I think once I went out to visit, then there was. But it's just really hard on the phone and yeah. email. Oh, yeah. So when so do you that's... think you're going to meet your, your biological mother and father? Probably next year sometime I'll go out there. Are they also on the West Coast? Yeah, well, near there, they're out there. They're out in that so, same I mean, direction. I can't, yeah, yeah, so I can't just drive there or anything. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, my, I mean, my birth dad, he was, he was just very like open, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, come out here and meet me, and all, all this. Stuff. I mean, so I kind of felt like a connection to him, just because, like, that's one thing people have always, certain people have said, like, oh, why would you just blurt stuff out like that? That is something I do. Oh, and that's what he was doing. He was just telling me all this, like. Like there was no uh, filter or anything. Mm-hmm. You I did identify like, a trait in him that <laughs> yes. seemed to come be present in yourself. Yeah, I had to like stop myself from saying something, you know, ridiculous or whatever. <laughs> but he was just like going on and. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. So that's really cool. <laughs> well, that's really great yeah. that he was welcoming too. I mean, there's some folks who you know you come out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, right. they, they know you're in the world, but you come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, uh, I know. But, but he sounds like he was ready for you to come out, and that's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to talk about – that was the other thing he said was um, he didn't really want to talk about the past. He was like, the past is over, and the future is not guaranteed, and this is all we have is right now. And, and so. in, a, in a way, that's nice. It's a little bit hard, though, because I'm, 
I mean, do you want answers about the past and how you were placed into adoption and stuff? I think when I first called him, I did. And he was asking me a lot of questions about like my life now, my kids. And I didn't really feel like I wanted to answer them. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask him questions. Yeah. But, you know, he was asking me questions, but it was fine. Interesting. He was, <laughs> he was occupying the space with his own questions about you. But right. It sounds like he was yeah. probably deflecting a little bit to, right. to yeah. get away from his own issues and leave no space right. for you to ask questions about him, right? Right. Yeah. Very tactful. That's all right. right. He'll run out of questions one day, and I'm sure he'll find <laughs> right. the space to uh, sneak in a few of your own to find out what happened in the past. Jenny said she's not super curious about the circumstances of her adoption. She understands that her parents were young high school kids and an adoption plan was made to give her a life. I asked Jenny how she was feeling at this point in her journey. Oh, I think, I mean, I'm really glad that, that I, you know, did this. I mean, I wish I had done it earlier. Like I had just hired someone and that person would have gone to the index and found them. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, but I, I don't think I really understood that, that, that it would have been that easy even though it would have just knowing what I know now. Yeah. I don't know how that would have turned out if I had just called them back then, what, what their response would have been either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It's a, it's a hard question to ask. I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you, you're right. It would, it's very hard to think, well, how would this have been different if I had started this 20 years ago, you know, at the same time as my sister or what have you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it could have been overwhelming. It could have been, you know, just 20 more years of knowing these folks. It's, it's very hard to predict. Right. So, right. Well, this is, this is fascinating. I'm really happy for you that you were able to locate these folks seemingly relatively easily. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it was too wrought with challenges, except for the fact that the OBC wasn't open until fairly recently. Uh, but oh yeah. It was, I mean, it was pretty simple. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. Congratulations to you, Jenny. Well, well Thanks. done. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for calling back. All the best to you, okay? Okay. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. And Jenny, do me a favor. Um, uh -huh. When you reach your, when you do go visit your biological mother and father, would you let uh -huh. me know? I'd love to hear how it goes. Oh, sure. Yeah. All the best. Take care. Hey, it's me. Reunion is new for Jenny and her family, but it sounds like things are going well. It was cool that her birth mother's Facebook page was open and offered her a look into her birth mother's life and past. But it sounds like her birth father just isn't interested in talking about the events of long ago that brought Jenny into this world. I got the sense that Jenny is kind of curious, but she's giving him time to open up. It's a delicate process when you're introduced to family members. Some are open books. Others require patience and time, and still others will never be open to talking at all. Jenny says she's excited to get to know her new family better. I'm Damon Davis, and I hope you'll find something in Jenny's journey that inspires you, validates your feelings about wanting to search, or motivates you to have the strength along your journey to learn, who am I, really? If you would like to share your story of locating and connecting with your biological family, visit whoamireallypodcast.com slash share. You can also find the show on facebook.com slash whoamireally or follow me on Twitter at WAI Really. And please, if you like the show, 
Take a moment to rate Who Am I Really on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or leave a comment at whoamireallypodcast.com. Those ratings can help others find the podcast too.